Now, also with the word begad, we stop that to cover with a garment. The verb appears 47 times in the context of marriage, meaning dealing with an unfaithful man in the book of Exodus chapter number 21, verse 8, in Jeremiah chapter number 3, verse 20, in the book of Malachi chapter 2, verse 10. Israel's unfaithfulness to the Lord in Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 2, is interpersonal human relationships. And that will be a part of my sixth book, which I've already started writing. He lives in ships. Yes, he lives in ships. He's always been a part of all in every relationship. And it says Israel unfaithfulness to the Lord and interpersonal human relationships. And you need to study Judges chapter 9 verse 23 and Jeremiah chapter 12 verse 6 and and Job chapter 6 verse 15. Wine may cause people to behave this way in the book of Habakkuk. Chapter 2, verse 5, to be unfaithful. Now also, in Hebrews, in Hebrews, we spoke about how heavy that was dealing with unbelief and when you walk in unbelief you're going right into unfaithfulness because out of everything that the Lord has given to reveal who he is um, a person really moves into blasphemy and damnation and a damnable place and a damnableness And the Lord considers them as a wild jackass. Because you won't be tamed. And your mouth needs to be bridled. Like the bit that they put in the horse's mouth. It's a thousand pounds. But with that bridle in his mouth, you're able to turn his whole body. To the left or the right or whithersoever thou goest. In Hebrews chapter number one, this is too heavy. This is pretty heavy. This is way out there, part of the mystery. Now here, as he gives a multitude of of revelation concerning these things, the these things of God. All at the same time, they still walked in a place of unbelief and unfaithfulness till they literally died.
died where they stood. Watch this. And he all and God walks us through time through the book. Every place in the book, we are moving through time. Daniel chapter 9, moving through time. Daniel chapter 10 and 11, moving through time. Malachi to Matthew, 400 years of silence, moving through time. Jesus Christ, 17 years from his bar mitzvah at the age of 13 to 30, it's moving through time. The acts of, of the uh, the day of Pentecost. It's moving through time. Paul to the seven churches in Asia Minor. He's moving through time. And in that momentum, one has to believe the unfolding of this revelation of who Christ is to get the revelation of where we're going today, even in this world. Because where are you going to get the prophecy and understanding of this America that y'all call or this United States? Where is that in the Bible? It's not here. So what is it called in the book? Where in the book is it called, this place where you're at now, that y'all call America and you call the United States, home of the free, land of the brave, all this foolishness with these thieves and robbers and rapists and pedophiles and drug addicts and pimps and hustlers and fraudsters that we walk amongst and lives, live amongst. So if you want peace and rest from this foolishness and this system that these people have created, so you, you got to get out of this system. First, you got to get a rebel. You got to, you got to get in Christ. You got to get in Christ. Watch this. This is a little heavy, but Paul, I mean, Luke, as he goes into chapter two, We're really into four because, you know, one, two, and three, it is so heavy. Watch this. It says in Hebrews chapter three, it says, for we are made partakers in verse 14 but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you should be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I'm thinking, well, because I have to go back. Watch this, y'all. It says, it says, wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith today, if you will hear its voice, harden not your hearts. When did this happen before, though? As in the days of provocation and in the days of temptation in the wilderness. 
when your fathers tempted me and proved me and saw my works 40 years. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said they do all, err always err in their hearts. And they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath that they should not enter into me, into the kingdom of God, into the kingdom of heaven. Now, then it was entered into his rest, which was the promised land, which was Canaan. He says, take heed today, brethren, lest there be any of you that have an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. If you walk in unbelief, you going right in your 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 twins. They hand in hands. Unbelief, unfaithfulness, unbelief, unfaithful, unbelief, unfaithful, unbelief. Unf- you do walking in there. You going in there. You in the rabbit hole. You're free falling off the cliff. Until you get a hold of Christ again. Watch this, for we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the day of provocation. It's the second time he said it. For some, when they had heard, did provoke. Howbeit, Not all that came out of Egypt, which is Africa, by Moses, y'all. Moses brought the people out of Egypt, out of Egypt, out of Africa, going to the promised land, which is Canaan. But with whom was he grieved? Forty years was it not with them? That had sinned. See, he did mighty works before them coming out of Egypt. That that was the greatest thing. That's why even today the movie The Ten Commandments is still a great movie. And that's not even a drop in the bucket of the true manifested raw power of God that they did see for real. I mean these black people. It says, but whom was he grieved 40 years? Was it not with them who sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? These people died right there in the wilderness. A million men and 600,000 women and children. Only people lived after that 40 years are only the children under 18 years and under. All of the grown people, all of the adults that came out of Egypt died within 40 years in their wilderness. And they were not to enter into the promised land to infect and infiltrate and affect the, the children that was going into the next, into the future for the uh, continuation of the lineage of the children of Israel. Isn't that amazing? He would not let n- no adult come in 
into land and wealth. Only two adults went in, Caleb and Joshua. And these are teenagers leading 600,000 people into a promise. And to whom swore he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believe not. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. They could not enter into Canaan, the promised land, because of unbelief. And then it went, they went right into unbelief. They was walking unfaithful. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, of any of any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith, y'all. And as the faithful and those that have believed by faith into Christ, you walk in faithfulness in every way. In every way in your life and living in this earthly realm amongst these people that are not born again. This is for us to continuously stay in the rest to the soul, rest for our soul. Watch this. For we which have believed do enter into rest, and as he saith, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they should enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works, and in this place again, if they shall enter into his rest, seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they too, whom it was first preached, entered not in because of unbelief. Again, he limited now, now, so he determined another day of rest. Watch this. And again, he limited a certain day, another day, saying to David today, after, after so long a time, as it is said today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For if Yahshua had given them rest, meaning Joshua, once he did, they brought him in the land of promise. If, if, Yash, if Joshua had given them rest, then what need would it have been for God to speak of another day of rest? So obviously what they went into was not the total or, or final place of God's eternal rest. For if Joshua, Joshua had given them rest, then not, would he not afterwards have spoken of another day? There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Therefore remaineth unto us a day of rest, 
which was the rest that was brought to us in Christ on the day of Pentecost. For he that is entered into his rest, he also have ceased from his own works, as did from here, as God did from his. And see, when you gave up your rest, your work, your labor in sin and was born again, now you pick up the, the works. You pick up the works of Christ now. And you cease from your labor and now Christ begins to do the work in you. For he that is entered into his rest, he also have ceased from his own works. That's the works of sin. Even though as for as God did from his, he's talking about God rests from his works, which is creating the seven, seven days. And on the seventh day, God rests. That's God's rest. Your rest is entering into Christ. What rest are you from resting from? You're resting from your works of, of labor in sin. Your works of labor in sin. Let us labor now, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And sharper than any two-edged sword. Remember, the unfaithful is like a maul. And a sword and an arrow. Now, look at what we are. He said, for the word of God that we have received to enter into this rest, which causes us to walk not in unfaithfulness and unbelief, but in faithfulness and in faith in Christ. That word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. That can come from the unfaithful man, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and of the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifested in his light, but all things are naked and open. Unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Wow. Neither is there any creature that is not manifested in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. That's pretty heavy. His eyes 
and eyes open unto the eyes of him. We are naked and open to the eyes of him of whom we have to do. Amen. Thank you.